they should never get rid of the shift. If you're a major league baseball hitter and you can't slap a ball the other way or lay down a bunt that rolls into shallow left field or right field or whatever, just stop playing. Put something down on the left side of the field and lay out a double. It's not that difficult. I don't understand why this is still being discussed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 32. I will be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate... Say hello to the people. What's up, people? Happy Monday, you filthy animals. Nate, I was in the presence of a lot of money this weekend. A lot oh, yeah? of money. It wasn't my money, but I was in the presence of a lot of it. How's that? Well, I know that I texted you uh, when I was at the mall on Saturday, and I was in, in the presence of the Los Angeles Angels first-round pick from the 2018 draft. Walked Ooh. right by me. Jordan Adams. How did you know it was him? Well, he had an Angels hoodie on, and I also knew yeah. I knew him prior to seeing or I knew of him prior to seeing him because uh, a guy that I work with, his kid played with Jordan like in high school or something. Apparently the kid's a stud. He had committed That's to play cool. at UNC to play football and baseball. Uh, but anyway, he was there presumably getting presents for Christmas for the family. So you just, you know, you know, he was walking around with like a credit card that probably had like a million dollar limit on it. Oh yeah. Signed, just balling out. Signed with LA for three and a half million. So, and family's just getting hooked up. And, oh yeah. First Christmas with that, with that kind of money, you know, he's balling out. But, uh, I was pissed because. He walked in, and I was standing there. I was, you know, me just being the unathletic, no longer baseball player that I am, sure. uh, just standing there, chowing down on a on a cup full of Annie Ann's pretzel bites. And <laughs> I see him. I see him. Yeah, I got the cup of pretzel bites in one hand and a little lemonade in the other, just living my best life. Um, but I see him post up. He like takes a picture of the mall because I was standing right outside the mall. And I see him like post up to take a picture of the mall, I guess, for like Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. And I checked his Instagram story today and I guess I missed it by like an hour because right about the time that I checked it was like, what, I guess 20, like five hours since I had been at the mall. And so I feel, like, I feel like if I would have checked his IG story like an hour earlier, I would have been in the picture because he took, he took a picture of the front of the mall and it was like streets at South Point. And I'm just actually, you know what? I'm glad they didn't because I would have looked like just the fattest lard just standing there eating my pretzels. <laughs> so I'm actually glad I didn't see it just because I don't, right. I don't want to see that. But Incredible. I, was, I was probably in a first rounder's IG story. So that's my claim to fame. Uh, that's cool, man. That's cool. You've really made it. I, I really have. Now more on these pretzels. Were they were they just the OG pretzels with a little bit of salt? Did you go with some cinnamon pretzels? What we roll? Cinnamon sugar every time. Oh, I've been doing that since I was a kid. Nice. Although, if I was if I was really doing what I've done since a kid, I would have went with the actual pretzel. But you know, 
Yeah. As an adult, I don't, I can't really justify sitting there like picking apart a pretzel and eating little bites. So I'm just like, you know, sure. I'm going to try to make this as, as civilized as possible and just have pretzel bites that I can consume. Very, altogether. very understood. So you understood. But you were brave trying to, trying to man up and go into the mall this close to Christmas. I, hey, I get off on it, man. Me and yeah. pretty much my entire family, we love going out the week, two weeks before Christmas. Even we've gone out. Uh, I think we've actually went out one time the the uh, Christmas Eve actually, what? which is just wild. Yeah, different breed, and, and we just we love it. It's it's awesome for people watching. That's a, yeah. a favorite pastime so of mine. <laughs> you weren't even doing anything. You were just sitting there eating your pretzels, judging other people. Essentially, yes, because I had no, <laughs> I had no gifts to get. I just wanted. I literally had nothing to do Saturday. <laughs> didn't have anything work related going on. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the mall, eat some pretzels and live my best life. So that's what I did. And <laughs> I have no regrets about it. So. Uh, <laughs> nice. But anyway, I like it. no, no, this day in baseball history. I know no, it's miserable, much to the disappointment of our listeners. Apparently, Nate, you said you looked it up. It was just all transactions that nobody. It's all made. like, yeah, we signed him for two years. Yeah. We traded him for this guy. And like, eh, yeah, lame. It was like, what, what was it like? Fifteen things. What was it like? I missed that. No, just lame. I can't go through those sounds again. Come on now, I'm a professional. So how do you want to do this? You just want to dive right in? You got any? You got any normally stories what we do, right? about this weekend? Nothing, man. Nothing at all. Slept in quite a bit this morning. That was nice. Woke up, went to work, played golf on my phone. You should have just said you played golf. Like I didn't. I don't think anybody needed to know that it was on your phone. You could have sounded a lot cooler right there if you just would have said, "All right, I want to play golf." Well, I'm playing golf in the morning, but I I was preparing <clears throat> on my phone. I shot six under at St Andrews on my phone, so like clearly that's what I'm going to do in the morning. So basically, you're Tiger Woods, is what I'm hearing. Tiger's now in my shadow. Wow, that yeah. might that that that's making a quote graphic. <laughs> Out of context, sure. too. People are just going to be like, uh, <laughs> what, is, what does this mean? Out of what is this so you mean? guys were a baseball page. Yeah, because we just know how, how friendly the people on Instagram are. <laughs> right. What freaking bums. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about the greatest pitcher that ever lived, Nathan Eovaldi. Literally signed the day that we put out the last show. So we didn't have a chance to talk about him, but there was no chance that I was letting that signing pass without us addressing it because let's be honest, we haven't really talked about the Red Sox in depth since the world series, which is just a tragedy, but yeah, you've been craving it. You really have, haven't you? Well, we got, we've been in the news a little bit lately, so I figured we, we talk about it kind of milk out as much world series talk as I can before the calendar year or the calendar turns. So Nathan Eovaldi, Signed to a four-year deal through the year 2022 with the greatest team ever assembled uh, for $68 million. Um, the highlight of this whole transaction, though, in my opinion, the burgundy suit that he wore to the winter meetings. I don't know if you saw that. It was clean. Like, I literally, when I saw that, I wanted to go out the next day and buy one for myself because I was like, I need to attempt to be on that level of yeah looking fresh even though yeah, I know but you can't you, 
He's not eating pretzels. In this I was just about to say, like, I can't be yeah. strolling up to the mall in a red or burgundy suit eating Indian's pretzels. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but yes, definitely the highlight of that entire transaction. How do you feel about it, man? How does it feel to know that you guys had control of this phenom and now he's pitching in Boston for another four years? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a must do for the Red Sox because we'll get into it later. Obviously, Joe Kelly is not returning there. It sounds more and more like Kimbrell won't be going back. So I think this was a must address well, for yeah. the Red Sox. I mean, Kimbrell's essentially at this point asking for the entire U.S. Treasury. So, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't understand at this point why anybody would want to pick him up. Smart. But the guy, I mean, he... Um, a real resurgence in his career. I think he's had two Tommy Johns, right? Um, Are we talking Evaldi or Kimbrel? I was talking about Kimbrel. Evaldi. Evaldi. Okay. I'm back on Evaldi. Okay. Um, two Tommy John surgeries, uh, and and he he came back with you know this electric vibe um, since he got traded from the Rays to the to the Red Sox last year, and now he is finally back or finally in the you know, the limelight. Um, but, you know, he was good when he when he got traded over. I think he only had 12 games with the Red Sox before the postseason started. Um, got 54 innings in those 12 games. Had a 3-3-3 ERA. Um, but his postseason, I think, is what just got him paid. Yeah, I think this is where I'm going to take over. So, through 22 and a third innings in the postseason, allowed only four runs. One of the highlights of the postseason was just an absolute railing of the Yankees in the ALDS. Seven innings pitched, five hits, only one earned run. Just brilliant in the Bronx. It was it was a sight to see, really. And I'm sure you would agree with me as well. I'm sorry. I think our call has poor connection. I didn't hear much of it. That's, that's ironic because you knew when to start talking. So great, <laughs> great effort. Try again next time. Um, yeah, Sox definitely needed to bring him back because, as we just alluded to, they no longer have Joe Kelly, who just signed a three-year $25, not $25, that'd be a steal for the Dodgers, uh, $25 million contract with the Dodgers, and opts not to re-sign with the Sox. And the question I have is, why not re-sign with the team that you just seemingly belong on? Like, he's just such, he just seemed like he was... One of those guys that just fits into like the Red Sox kind of character, if you will. Yeah, I um, I was a little surprised too, um, because to me, and we talked about it a few shows ago, to me, he would have stepped into the closer role for the Sox. I would have liked to see that. He's, he's got the stuff. He's got the mentality for it. Um, and if you don't want to pay Kimbrel, I mean, this would have been your option. And so it would have made sense for me to re-sign with the Sox, but he decided to stay a setup man with the LA Dodgers because he's going to be bridging the gap to get to Kenley Jansen. So, um, you know, the only thing that we can probably do the math on is the fact that he grew up in California, um, grew up in Riverside. And so I think probably just going home, going to warm weather. I think he. Um, what's weird is that it's not a huge contract. I would have expected a little more for uh, for the year he had. I know he wasn't great during the regular season, but 
his postseason again was arguably more impressive than Nathan Avaldi. So um, it was a little strange that he didn't get more money. But uh, looks like you're right, man. It's it doesn't make sense to to most people, but I'm sure the Dodgers are cool with it. Well, the the media did ask him following the signing on that very on that very matter of like why you would leave Boston, and he basically just said in kind of a baseball is a business kind of way. Yeah. He basically just said that LA made him an offer that Boston uh, either, w- I don't know the details behind it, but they apparently made him an offer that Boston either wouldn't or couldn't make. And I'm guessing yeah. with Boston's spending habits, it's probably a deal that they just didn't want to make. I don't know. I'm assuming it was probably the third year. I'm assuming it was that third year commitment. Yeah. He um, was probably getting a two year, you know, offer from the Sox. So, um, but he, um, you know, speaking of, you know, incredible postseasons, uh, he went 11 and a third innings, um, only allowed one earned run and he had 13 strikeouts with zero walks. So the dude was nasty. Um, there's, I, I see this, I swear, I see this post on Instagram every time from one of the baseball pages about that total disgusting slider that he threw that completely crossed up the hitter and the catcher. And it was called a ball because it was so gross, but the guys, um, the guys really talented and, um, you know, who knows? I, I could see that. I think this is big for the Dodgers. I think this is really big for them. Well, in case anybody forgot, the guy just throws straight cheese he yeah. averaged average uh, fastball speed this year of 99 miles an hour, which, in case you haven't heard, is actually pretty fast. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it's a great pickup for the Dodgers. It doesn't hurt to bring bring a guy on who comes from, obviously, defending World Series champions, a guy who's been, in my opinion, been, in a, been around a winning culture for much of his career, obviously coming from St. Louis, a team that has a very rich playoff history. Sure. Um, so definitely a good pickup for them. I'll be curious to see also, how the three years pans out, but nonetheless, it's good to have them. Here's what I'll ask you: Is a little? Are, are you a little sad that now both Joe Kelly and Tyler Austin are no longer on the teams that they? Yeah, what fought? the heck, man? They're both gone. I'm not. I'm not only sad because of that. I was. I was sad because the two guys I wanted to bring back, and I didn't care about like camera like. The minute I heard Kimbrell asking for just outrageous like money and years, I was just like, no, like go do your thing, man. Thanks for the World Series. See you yeah. later. The two guys I really wanted back, number one was Yavaldi, which I'm glad we brought him back, and number two would have been Joe Kelly because, like I said, this just seemed like a guy that just like belonged here. He, he's one of those like unique characters that like yeah. is kind of out there. He's kind of strange dude. Especially he looks like a he, he honestly looks like a jerk. When you watch him on TV, you're like, this guy looks like a oh, jerk. Oh yeah. But he's like he's just a like low key like I've heard him in interviews and stuff. He's just like just your average baseball player. He's, oh, 100%. he's he seems like a really down to earth dude. He yeah. just kinda has that that way about him on the field, I guess, that you, you kind of alluded to, which I guess isn't a bad thing to have if you're a reliever. Like you gotta have something that kinda For makes sure. you stand out, I guess. But yeah, yeah definitely sad to lose him, but I'm excited to see no bad blood. Like I, I, I'm excited to see what he can do for LA. Um, 
I think it'll be a good good fit for him. Like you said, going back home. So it'll be cool to see. Speaking of another guy on the move that I know we wanted to cover, Yonder Alonso headed to the White Sox in a trade with the Indians. Uh, in return, the Indians get Alex Call, who is a minor league outfielder. Um, and this deal comes after a pretty big three-team deal between the Indians, Mariners, and Rays. So Indians Indians definitely making moves. Um, AL Central, it sounds like. Obviously, the White Sox making moves with this deal. Uh, AL Central is going to be a little interesting this year. Hopefully um, more entertaining. Uh, let's hope. But uh, what do you got on that three-team deal? Let's run through that real quick. Um, yeah, so, you know, Cleveland, like you said, is making some moves. I think it was a little bit of a salary dump by getting um, Yonder Alonso out of there. Yeah, they moved, and, uh, on that note, they moved $8 million, They moved his $8 million salary for 2019 off the payroll, so it clears up a little space. Bingo. And then you bring uh, you bring back probably a fan favorite in Carlos Santana uh, in a different deal. So, um, you know, this Alex Call kid was a third-round pick, so I'm sure there's plenty of potential in him. Looked like uh, he had 12 bombs and 58 RBIs in AA last year. So, um, you know, pretty decent. Um, Yonder Alonso, I'm sure, is going to fit in pretty well with the White Sox. I'm hearing that he's probably just going to split time between first base and DH with Jose Abreu. Um, he had a good year last year, had 23 home runs, 83 RBIs. So I'll take that as my you know second option all day. Here's the sneaky part. I don't know if you saw this or not. Sneaky part by the White Sox. I think I know exactly what you're going to say. Yonder Alonso is Manny Machado's brother-in-law. Yep. So who knows, man? Maybe this is just another part of the pitch. I think uh, I think Manny's set to meet with them sometime next week. So, you know, who knows? It could be... It, I think the GM came out with a quote saying it was more about what we're trying to do that this isn't like the deal. It's more about what we have in mind for doing more deals with. So no, I think think the white Sox. I think the white Sox are far from done. Uh, Yeah. But from what I'm hearing, I feel, I feel like I heard, I've heard more uh, Bryce Harper talk from the white Sox. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think um, it would be, I, I find it weird that either one of them would go there. I mean, it's all, depend upon what they're willing to offer. I I think it's hard to turn down four hundred million dollars, but Sure. I mean I, I don't know. Just lame. I mean everything. right I, I mean I know For me talk- everything about the White Sox has been lame since Frank Thomas retired. I mean yeah, but like everything comes full circle. Like the White Sox had their run at the World Series and then, then they just went into like a deep depression <laughs> and I think they're swinging back now. I think I think the folks in uh, Chicago, specifically fans of the White Sox, have something to look forward to now. I think 2019 will be an exciting year for them. And talk about reviving the organization if you can bring in one of those two guys. I don't know. I don't know, buddy. There's there's got to be. Uh, there's got to be more moves like this. I think this is probably a good a good first step in that direction. I think I'm not saying specifically in trades, but I think they need to add more pieces to make that a more, you know, you're talking about like making desirable. More, yeah. More enticing. Yeah. For, for either one of the big guys, but 
this is cool. I mean, I think, you know, Yonder being Manny's brother-in-law, I think that's pretty smart. And and you're getting a pretty decent power hitter out of it, too. How much would that suck, though, if Chicago doesn't pick up Machado, Alonzo's brother-in-law, <laughs> and they're like, nope, no Manny? Sorry, Yonder, we're uh, shipping you <laughs> Never out. Never mind. Here. You're going back to Cleveland. JK, go back to where you came from. Um, another guy worth talking about Wilson Ramos the castaway volleyball Uh, (laughs) two year deal 19 million dollars with the Mets uh, which I guess at this point answers the question of whether the Mets are still in on JT Real Muto so I think they got tired of waiting. I think the the pro, the cost was probably too high. No, that's what I'm hearing. I don't think it was a waiting thing. Like, I don't think with any of these teams, it's a matter of waiting. It's, I mean, at this point in the off season, I think you still got time. Obviously, as you get closer to spring training, you're like, all right, we need to figure something out. Well, but, I think it's a waiting thing when you have a free agent like Wilson Ramos, arguably the top free agent true, catcher. True. So I think it was probably more or less like, well, if Real Muto isn't sounding like a realistic deal, let's go get our guy who's second on the list. And so I think they did a good job. They got a good, um, solid veteran catcher who can swing it a little bit. Um, last year, he slashed 306, 358, and 487. 15 booms and 70 RBIs total between the Rays and the Phillies. Which is so, wild. How many catchers do you hear hitting 306? That's just... Exactly. It's very impressive. And he obviously knows how to handle a staff. I mean, I think this is a really smart and you know kind of cheap deal for the Mets. Doesn't sound too expensive at all. No, that was... that When I when I heard about this Ramos deal, that was the, my first thought was how much of a veteran guy he is and how well he can handle staff. Like he's been he's been lauded as a guy who is up there among the best in terms of being able to help a staff throughout the season. 100% cuz it's hard for those catchers to do it unless they're confident in themselves. When you hit 306 and knock in 70 guys, you're allowed to be confident in yourself. Therefore, you can project confidence towards your pitchers. So, yeah, I mean, he seems like a perfect fit. The Mets keep doing smart things. I think um, another smart thing that they just did was uh, re-sign Juris uh, Familia. Looks like a three-year, $30 million deal. So another pretty decent, you know, deal on the paycheck, like on the, on the, on the checkbook. You know, it's not bad for either one of these guys. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like teams are uh, really spending some big money this year. I'm re- I would say the two teams I'm looking forward to seeing – how twenty nine how twenty nineteen pans out for is uh the Mets and the White Sox. Because I like I said, I don't think Chicago's done spending money. I think they've yeah. got I think they've got a big big check they're they're getting ready to sign on somebody. I don't know who it is. Um and then the Mets. Alright, so let me ask you this. Um do you think they're done? The Mets? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, done in terms of like big names at, at, uh, respective positions, probably. Yeah. I mean, they might, they're, they they might try to fill in a couple holes with some second tier guys or, or something like that. Not like any, any massive names. Uh, but I don't see them. I don't know. I just don't think they've been as public. Maybe I've missed it, but I don't think they've been as public with, 
talking about how much money they're going to be willing to spend, so on and so forth. Similar to like the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, the Phillies have been very public with the fact that they're willing to spend a lot of money, but I don't know. I mean, you got Tim Tebow knocking <laughs> on your door, so do you, do you really need to make any moves? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, there's one more guy I think that they're probably going to go for is, is uh, Adam Adovino. I think that guy's going to be... Um, I'm going to be making some visits pretty soon. I think he's from Jersey, right? I think he's from somewhere in the Northeast. So I think that's why, you know, a couple of New York teams are kind of on their radar. But I think he would be a good fit with the Mets as well. Um, to to bolster a bullpen with two pieces like Ottavino and Familia and to have that rotation on top of it, look out. He wears number zero, doesn't he? Yeah. That's just bizarre to me. It is a little weird. As a pitcher, nonetheless, right? Yeah. Not only like single digits on any pitchers. Just very strange. Doesn't work. Uh, something I'm very excited about that we have yet to mention, Boston Red Sox getting rid of Ian Kinsler. Uh, <laughs> big fan of that. No longer have to worry about second baseman making just idiotic errors in the World Series. Uh, next year, Dustin Pedroia uh, will be making any and all plays in the World Series, so that'll be fun to watch. Um, another deal, what was it? Oh, Matt Adams, relatively boring move, signed with the Nats for, what, like a year, I think? Um, yeah, something like that. He's a good fit there. Um, the, the fans really like him, like, a, like I've mentioned before. Originally a Northern Virginia guy, so I went. I've I've been to a number of Nats games before. I, before I moved down to North Carolina, but even since moving down here, I've been able to go to a number of Nats games uh, when I when I return home for a visit or whatever. And he uh, he's he's a favorite amongst the fans. Just one of those, like we've mentioned on here before, he's one of those big burly guys that just seems to fit in with the, right. the Nationals' way of doing things. Um, so yeah, it'll be. I mean. It's got, got some pop, so uh be good to see him back in D.C. Um, any other deals that we left off? I don't think so. I mean, we take pride in, in staying as up-to-date as we possibly can. Even bringing you guys the boring ones. Yeah, as much as we don't want to talk about Ian Kinsler, we have to. Um, DMs? DMs. DMs. Uh, DMs, DMs. First one. SeatGeek, it's the answer to all your um, ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends you. or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking so, months yeah. ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? Yeah, a little with more Se- now. With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you <laughs> add some tickets to your cart... Use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that cold, cold hard cash. Cold hard cash. That's all you got to do to save some of that cold hard cash in our promo code DTD at checkout. DMs. Ready? What? The letter D, the letter M, apostrophe S. Uh, hate to be a grammar Nazi, but there's no apostrophe in DMs. Really? 
Well, true, it is technically the S of messages. That's fair. No, that's what if there was a po- if there was an apostrophe in DMs, what would it what would the DMs be owning? The DMs what? Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, even if it's an abbreviation, no? No, there's no there's no apostrophe in DMs. Alright, fine. Grammar Nazi. Luke asks what will be the most difficult division in 2019? Um, I know there's probably a number of people. What? We already know this answer. Do we though? I don't really think yes. we do. Uh, well, if you're thinking ALE, you're absolutely wrong. Um, that'll be a freaking bloodbath. Uh, I'm thinking probably. I don't know. I was thinking about this earlier, and it's like every, I feel like every division has. I mean, this is kind of expected, but it's kind of how it is every year. But I feel like there, every division has like two teams that are just gonna be battling out. Like I'm looking for a division that has like the see. The problem is with the American League East is like I would say the American League East because the Rays won 90 games last year, but they also finished 18 games back from first place. So it's like, how competitive can you call that? So. I don't know. Do you have an answer for this question? Yeah, all jokes aside, um, I'd probably say the NL East, actually. I think. And that's, I mean, that's what I'm thinking, too. grabs. You're going to have. But is it, though? Like, you know, do you want to do you want to throw the Nationals into that conversation at this point? Well, I I think the Mets and the Braves are in that conversation. And then the Phillies are, if they're going to spend money. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if, I think we see if the Phillies do throw all this money out that they're talking about signing people with. Then absolutely, and at least. But right now, at this very moment, the time that we're answering this question, to me, it's a two-team race. I don't think you can throw the Phillies in that conversation just yet. Now, assuming right. assuming they sign a big name or two, which I fully expect them to, then yes, becomes to me it that it busts the division wide open. But right now, we going AL West. I don't really have an answer. I'm. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I guess I'll go AL East just because I know that the Red Sox and Yankees aren't going to repeat 108 and 100 win seasons. The chances of that happening. Yeah, I mean, it could happen, but I'm not counting on it. So yeah. I'm going to say the Rays uh, don't finish as many games back in the division. And who knows? Maybe they kind of close the gap a little bit. So I'm going to go AL East. Fair enough. Steven asks, uh, favorite minor league player slash prospect? Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to a friend of the program, Brandon Snyder. He's a guy we watched. He God, he was he was in high school when I was in, like, fifth grade. And I, the reason I remember that is because I was in my fifth-grade class when I found out that he got selected first round overall by the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, but favorite guy I followed throughout uh, my baseball career uh, he's he's had some up ups and downs throughout his career. He was actually he actually won a ring with the Sox in 2013. Not a lot of people, I mean, obviously, not that many people know about him, but the people that do know yeah. him might not know that he actually did win the ring because he was with them uh, in 2013 for enough time. Um, but yeah, he uh, he actually came. He he got picked up by the Rays this past season. Spent a lot of time uh, AAA with Durham, so I actually got to watch him play in a number of games. I uh, got to grab lunch with him a time or two uh, and just talk baseball. But 
think he's currently a free agent right now, so anxious to see if uh, somebody picks him up or if he, he goes somewhere. But uh, that would be my answer. Very fair. Very fair. Um, I guess Vladdy Jr. is too obvious. I, I, maybe I'll go with Vigio's kid. I yeah. think that one's going to be exciting. You know what I mean? Another guy, guy that, Another guy is, uh, it's, you mentioned former MLB players, uh, their sons, is uh, Bichette's kid. Yeah, he's gonna fun, He's going to be fun to watch. I actually coached against that kid back in Colorado. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Very talented back then. Um, all right. Anthony asks, how long until the Death Star is blown up? All right. So I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I am. I don't th- I've actually only seen one Star Wars movie ever. Oh, my God. But I Come found on. out I found out after Cashman's quote that apparently the Death Star like blows up and yeah. that the MLB tweeted or like they quote tweeted his his little Death Star quote and basically said nobody tell him that the Death Star actually blows up. How much of an idiot do you have to be to say that, not realizing that the Death Star blows up? I don't understand. Come on. It's not even a big deal. Everyone's making a big deal of it. He's just That's a huge fun. deal. Like No, it's not. Everyone's it's fun because it's it's always been the Yankee Empire, right? Like it's Empire versus the Rebels. And they even in Yankee Stadium they play Star Wars music during the intro. So All right, like we'll come up with a better analogy. Just, that's just he's that's just, just going he's just going with the and little did they you know, most people don't know the the Death Star still blew up planets and stuff, so like it still did cool stuff. So I mean that's whatever. just that's just careless if you ask me. Whatever. What do we got next? Um is this the same Anthony? oh yeah, Anthony also asks which will happen first? Jesus, obviously a Red Sox fan, Anthony. Which happens? Or he first? just likes me a lot more than he likes you. Whatever. Which will happen first? Stanton Which, eclipsing, I'm taking the latter. Whatever. Stanton eclipsing 250 strikeouts or getting more hits than strikeouts? Um, I'm going to say he eclipses 250 strikeouts and for the rest of his career never gets more hits than strikeouts. So. Okay. I don't know if you want to call that both. I don't really know how logistically if that makes sense. But I'm going to say that the 250Ks happens. In fact, let's just say that happens every season for the rest of his career. Whatever. So dramatic. Both of you are dramatic. You and Anthony. Giancarlo Stanton did it in 2017, by the way. He had more hits than strikeouts. So, yes, last about, year was a big number What about of last year? Big, big debut in the, in the Big Apple. How'd that, Whatever. Go, how'd that go for him? He still had 100 RBIs. Do you know that Stanton had more strikeouts in the span of like a week than, I th- what was it, like Roger Maris or Mickey Mantle did? Or no, maybe it was Joe DiMaggio. I think it was Joe DiMaggio had in like an entire season. Do you know how bad you have to be to have that stat attached Whatever. to your name? That is ju- that is terrible. Uh, All right, what do we got? So, I mean, I understand – why Anthony and you are just freaking out over everything. 250 strikeouts is a lot of strikeouts. He's and I know so I don't see bad, that. bad, though. 38 home runs and 100 RBIs is that bad? Really? That's so bad. It's that bad? That's so bad. J.D. Martinez won two Silver Sluggers, and not a single Yankee won a single one. Oh. That's a joke, first of all. How, is it a joke? Is it a joke? To win two silver sluggers? Yes, that's a joke. Uh, I mean, if you're good enough. 
What? If a guy if a guy is good enough, I'm giving him nine silver sluggers. So you're saying you would have been okay with Javi Baez winning two different gold gloves because he played just as many games at shortstop and second if he was good enough? I mean, I'm not. You'd gonna, be okay with that? I mean, I'm not going to fight it. That's ridiculous. It's a joke. Moving on. Stanton is just so bad. Moving on. Brendan Brendan asks, should they get rid of the shift? Absolutely not. I've made it very clear on the show. They should never get rid of the shift. If you're a major league baseball hitter and you can't slap a ball the other way or lay down a bunt that rolls into shallow left field or right field or whatever, just just stop playing. Like I don't ever want to hear another complaint from a major league hitter being like, oh, I can't get any hits because they have like seven guys on the right side of the field. Put something down on the left side of the field and leg out a double. It's not that difficult. I don't understand why this is still being discussed. Yeah, and I don't get why, like, why is it that analytics is being so used on the defensive side, but it looks like they're not they're not using it on the offensive side. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to use it, let's let the hitting coach know what the holes are in this guy's swing, and let's work on that. God forbid we do that in the off season. We actually try to work on if you can't hit the ball the other way, let's work on it. Let's fix your mechanics so you can drive the ball the other way. Or I mean, if you're Stanton. If you can't hit the ball at all, let's work on hitting the ball. I mean, these are, these are just all things that need to be addressed in the offseason. I, 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 I think you would, you would agree. What say you, Nate? Honestly, I wish, uh, yeah, the hitting coach would do something with his stance because it's a joke. I agree. He's just. It's, he is it's talented. Hor- it's horrendous. I, I agree. He is talented. There is something ridiculous going on with his stance that is affecting his swing and his ideology is off anyway no don't get rid of the shift but i think there are some limitations you could put around the shift that um that you know could help i guess the argument a little bit um bryson asks what is your dream team players can only be playing now no retired players all right i would say let's switch off one and one just run through your lineup i'm curious to hear what you got so we Let's went run through. Yeah, we went one through nine, uh, position wise, and then we had a starting pitcher, a relief pitcher, and a closing pitcher. Yeah. All right. Uh, everyone, leave me alone because I don't care about righty lefty stuff. I'm pretty much just going favorite guy. At my Nate, position. if you haven't learned anything by now, nobody attacks you. It's always me. I'm always the one who apparently has just the worst takes, the worst opinions. Even though yeah, I've, I've, no, I have a pretty, I have a very solid uh, winning percentage, if you will, on a number of my takes. I, I listed a number of them off last episode. I don't need to bore anybody with those again, but not as dumb as I might sound. So continue. All right, you ready? You don't sound ready. I'm just thinking about how bad Stanton is hitting. It's just, oh my god, it's comical. Leading off, Francisco Lindor playing shortstop. Oh, I didn't know we were actually going to lineup. I just had guys in positions. Well, sorry, I'm better than you already. All right, well, I'm Um, going to tune out while you run through these, and I'm going to make my lineup. Hitting second is Mike Trout playing center field. Hitting third is Aaron Judge. He's DHing. Hitting fourth, Bryce Harper is playing right field. Hitting fifth, Mookie Betts is playing left. That's hitting a mistake. Sixth, hitting sixth. Well, I mean, 
I see Mookie being more athletic to slide over the left than Bryce Harper, but I don't, I don't no, know. No, I'm in, in the in the batting order, but continue. Oh. Um, well, I was trying to do the righty-lefty thing. It, it's hard to do when I have so many righties. Um, J.D. Martinez is going to play first base for me, hit sixth. Nolan Arenado is going to hit seventh and play third. Javi Baez is going to play second. Buster Posey is going to catch. My starting pitcher is Jacob deGrom. My relief pitcher is Dylan Patances. And my closer is Blake Trinan. Wild. Um, I'm sorry. How many How many Yankees did you have? I, I missed the first half. How many Yankees did you have in your lineup? I'm not going to. I'm going to hang up. But did you Aaron include judges. it? Aaron Judge is my DH. Okay. All right. I missed that. So glad, glad to know that you at least – had a, a had a pity selection in this. Um, I didn't. I didn't really create a batting order here, so I'm just going to run through my positions. Um, let's see. First base, and there's no rhyme or reason as to why I picked these guys. It got to a point when I was making this lineup that I just got frustrated that I couldn't figure out a guy to pick, so I just started throwing names out. Uh, jo- uh, first base, Joey Votto. Second second base, Jose Altuve. Even though I don't I don't know what it is about Jose Altuve, I just don't I don't like him. He's great and objectively he's he just seems like a great guy, but I just don't like him. I don't know I don't know what it is about him. Uh shortstop, Xander Bogarts. Third base, Nolan Arenado, which I missed your third base. Did you have Arenado there? Yeah. Nolan, yeah. Uh left field, Marcelo Zuna. I wanted to pick Benny Biceps, but didn't want to have too many socks on here. Although I would have been completely okay with having the entire Boston Red Sox lineup because I am, after all, trying to win a championship with the, with this lineup. So, so you're going to choose Xander Bogarts over Francisco Lindor? I mean, I literally just got done saying I'm trying to win a championship with this team. This what, is a dream team, though. What is it? Yeah, I mean, who's going to create a dream team that doesn't have the end goal of winning the championship? I'm going with a guy who's already won two. And let's not act like Xander Bogarts is a terrible shortstop. Whatever, man. What championship has Francisco Lindor won? Please tell me. We're talking individuals here. Well, I guess that's where you and I differ, my guy. You're worried about a team of individuals. I'm trying to put a winning team together to win a that championship. That was the question. Well, All right, I interpret it as I will. Keep going. Who's playing center field? Left field, Marzello Zuna. Center field, Mike Trout. Right field, best player in baseball, Mookie Betts. Um, starting pitcher, I'm going Chris Sale. Uh, relief pitcher, just because his postseason performance just inspired me so much. And it just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Nathan Eovaldi. Which, by the way, kind of going off on a tangent here. What do you think his role is going to be? Do you think he's going to be a, a relief guy in Boston? Actually, I'm kind of upset that I didn't ask you that earlier. Um, I'm actually legitimately curious. Like, there actually might, yeah, so there, there might be reports out about it, but I just haven't been able to keep up with it. So they might have already decided that. But I don't know. I think it's, it's still up in the air. Well, what's the rotation? So it's sale, price... Porcello, uh, who's four probably five? probably Eduardo is going to be in there. Um, ew, yeah, no, I'd rather have Evaldi. Uh, excuse Eduardo. me, did you say ew? Yeah, I did. 
Okay. Well, you need to you, take a you'd look rather at have, your, you need to take a look have, at your you'd own have Eduardo sir, Rodriguez sir, in the rotation than Nathan Eovaldi. Sir, you need to take a look at your own rotation before you start talking poorly about mine, okay? What? Figure it out. What? What? I'm sorry, did something I say not make sense? Now I have to look him up. Let's see what Eduardo Rodriguez did. Anyway, who's your closer to you know, uh, finish up your weaker? My closer. What's, what's his first name? Eduardo. See, you don't even know. You're over here ragging yeah. on my on my selections. You don't even know his Rodriguez. name. You are. So, you're over here ragging on my rotation. You don't even know the guy's name. Get out of here! Holy cow! Seriously. Yeah. Better last year than he did in 2017. What was this past season? Like what what year are we in right now? I I forgot. I'd I'm I'd not, still rather I'm have not, I'd still rather have Yovaldi. I'm so not Yovaldi's going we never finished the question. I'm not Yovaldi going to No, no, no. Spot. I'm going to finish I'm going to finish in due time, but I want to make sure that we get this issue ironed out. I'm not I'm not near calendar. I don't know what year it is. Can you remind me? 2019. So none of this, none of this stuff matters. It's uh, 2018, and Eduardo Rodriguez actually had a better year this year than in 2017. So uh, glad we got that figured out. Um, yeah. My closing that pitcher. That means he's going to repeat it next year. Yeah. My closing pitcher is going to be Chris Sale. Um, so he's going to be my starting pitcher and my closing pitcher uh, because he can. Um, and if you go back and look at the final out of the 2018 World Series, you will see that he was, in fact, on the mound uh, when they closed that game out. So I'm going to I'm gonna save some money here with my payroll and Cheater. just have him as my starting pitcher and closing pitcher. So yeah. Chris Sale had more relief appearances in the World Series than Aroles Chapman did. That's fine. I'm just saying you sound like a fanboy now. When have I not sounded like a fanboy? Mm, you know who so I am a fanboy of? Professional. You know who I am a fanboy of? Mm. Uh, my number two on NCAA Baseball 2006, Brandon Moody. He's 15-0 and 0 with an ERA of .88. 15 and 0 He is 15-0, and, and he's my number two. But do you know why he's still my number two and has not slid up to the, the Friday night role yet? My ace, Creed Blankenship, despite having a record of 15-3 and three and an ERA of 1-1-6, which by no means is bad, he has two no-hitters this season. I feel like Creed Blankenship sounds like he should be pitching in the big leagues anyway. He should. I mean, that's, that's, that's a baseball that's, name. That is a, Yes, that is a big league name. Um. But just recapping, because I don't, I don't think I gave a an in depth uh, update last last episode. The dirtbags of Stay Filthy U are currently forty nine and eight. Um, we've got one regular season series left before the the good old postseason, the the regionals, and so on and so forth. Um, your boy leading the team in average three forty one. Probably seventy five percent of my hits are bunts because I have a speed of like ninety five. Um, Cole Childers, second with batting average of 340, three bombs. Cameron Brock, 323 with 18 bombs. Whoa. Will Britton, 321 with two bombs. Alex, Alex Driscoll, 306, no bombs. Dalton Brown, 303, 10 home runs. And again, finally get to Nate Reyes. Batting 
297, which... Um, we're getting there. What do you mean we're getting there? You were batting like 330 a third of the way into the season, which, again, I don't understand how there's been such a massive drop-off because I've given you like a 1,000 days off because your stamina is that of like a mouse. So just, I don't understand more, why you're hitting so poorly. You have seven more bombs. Pretzels. You have seven bombs. Uh, Sean Cowling batting 296, three bombs. Jack Richards, 247, two bombs. And Hayden Tapper, he he deserves like the comeback player of the season. Started off the season just terrible, hitting like a buck twenty-five. He's worked his way up to a clip of two thirty-five with two bombs. So shout out Hayden, man, just fighting it out, really making, really taking full advantage of his his freshman campaign. Um, I mentioned my one and two on my staff. Mentioned them already. Um, Bill Pivots, my number three, is currently 13 and two with a 149 ERA. So not a single one of my starting pitchers has an ERA of over one and a half, which uh, I would say is pretty good. Uh, my bullpen, the only three guys that I use, uh, Evan Kading, four and two with an ERA of 0.84 over 19 appearances. Kevin Papsko, two and zero with an ERA of 1.8 over 18 appearances. And Chris Madison, my closer, has given up two runs in the entire season. Uh, ERA of one nine, and he's twenty two for twenty two of say on save opportunities. So all these guys are freshmen because I when I went back to edit their players, I made them all freshmen. So we're going to be around for the long haul until nice. our guys start getting drafted. Uh, but our team basically makes up every award watch list right now. Like you should see the all freshman team right now. It's literally our entire lineup, which is just great to see. It's it's really what you want for the program, you know. Um for you. But uh looking forward to seeing how the uh playoffs wrap up, postseason wraps up for these guys. Um I will be traveling for the holidays, so we won't know how it pans out until I get back probably I would say twenty nineteen. Um wow. but we will see. We will see. Anything you got? I got nothing. Are you ever going to have anything when I ask you? If you have anything? Um, no. You're welcome. Consistency is key. Well, I mean, similar to Stanton, I mean, consistency isn't exactly key if it's terrible. So, this is kind of... This is kind of the same. In fact, it is It is the same thing because you're consistently terrible with your uh, partying thoughts. So um, let's work on that this offseason. You're consistently terrible. You. Wow, that was that was really good, man. Yeah. Have you watched any Christmas movies? Um, I've watched... I saw The Grinch. The what, I think it came out this year, right? Like the new one. Oh yeah, was it any good? Yeah, I actually saw it in a drive-in theater, which is pretty cool. So I got to what? Watch you it from found my... one? Yeah, we got we got a number uh, a number of them around here in North Carolina. So I was able to go to one of those, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, outside of that, I don't think I've been able to watch any. Hmm. I want to watch Elf, but I can't. It's not anywhere that you that doesn't require you to buy it. So truth, true. It's not on Netflix or anything. Nope. Netflix doesn't have anything good. Uh, Amazon Video also doesn't have anything good. Like my Prime membership doesn't have anything good. 
Yeah. Uh, but it's on YouTube for like three bucks if I want to rent it. But I don't want to spend three dollars to watch a movie I've already seen like a dozen times. So. Truth. Truth. How about are you a Christmas vacation guy? The old Chevy Chase one. No, I'm not. What? I love that one. That one's awesome. I'm just not a big movie guy, man. I mean, I already told you, I've only seen one Star Wars movie. Haven't seen a single Harry Potter movie. All the all the big fan favorites, I probably haven't seen. You could probably yeah. think of any movie and ask me if I've seen it. Probably haven't. I don't blame you on the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Star Wars thing's a little un-American, but it's okay. Well, it is what it is. Well, um, well, we, we're going to have to make a little deal. You watch Star Wars movies, I'll watch, or I'll do something for you. You know what I'm saying? A little trade-off. I'll watch Star Wars movies, and you watch games one through five of the 2018 World Series start to finish, and we'll call it Not game. happening. Not happening. That's not the same thing. Mine's torture. No, yours is, you're getting the better end of the deal on that. Are you kidding me? Negative. Mine is torture. Okay. Unless you have any other closing thoughts, or any closing thoughts, rather, not any other closing thoughts, because you didn't have any to begin with. Uh, I'm going to wrap this thing up, so last chance. Provided all that movie talk. Last chance. Oh, yeah, that was that, that was, was just, all new. that was stellar, Nate. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week to break down more off-season happenings, as well as a best and worst segment. We didn't get to one last week, because we just had so many transactions to talk about, but... Do we know by chance what that best and worst segment's going to be on Thursday show, Nate? Mm, let's go with baseball accessories. Best and like, worst uh, baseball accessories. Yeah, like sleeves or or eye black or how whatever. Can, wristbands. Can swag out. All right. Yeah. I'm a fan of it. All right. Best and worst baseball accessories coming to you soon on Thursday's show. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? Five. F-I-V-E. Five. 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 That's V. That's all you have. That's all you got. Five stars. That's all I got. That's plain and simple. Five stars. All I want for Christmas is my five stars. All right. You you, you salvage it there at the very end. I'll I'll give you that one. Uh, All right. Also, be sure to check out the shop for podcast merch at shop.dtbaseball.com and be sure to tell a friend or 50 about the podcast. We love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until then, go Sox and stay filthy. What the f- time you to take? You take! Don't tell me you don't see it! You f- look! You understand?